Welcome to another episode of the Total R&B Podcast, and today I have another lovely guest with me. I have the one and only Autumn Corinne. How are you, Autumn? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Love the look. Love the pink top you got on and everything. Thank you so much. I did this in like 30 minutes, not going to lie. <laughs> Right. It's always a rush, especially like when stuff is like done through like a Zoom or like StreamYard. Yeah. Like rush, get your stuff together for a camera. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. No, I feel you. I feel you. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with me. Um, I can't wait for my audience to hear more about you. But I always start off the podcast asking the same question all the time. What is your first memory of R&B music? Oh, um, okay. So I would have had to be like four or five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dream Girls had just came out. Yeah. Now, it's, not, it's, it's R&B, but there's definitely like funk and soul aspects in that movie because, you know, it's in the 60s. And I just mm-hmm. remember like my eyes glued to the TV, um, like fixated on Beyonce and Jennifer Hudson and Anika Noni Rose. And I just remember like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. And it was specifically um, Dream Girls, the song when they're, you know, the three of them and on the mics and just doing their thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, at that young age, like I just knew, like that was my first memory of R&B and soul and funk and all those things. So. <laughs> yeah, but that's a great start. That's such a, like, that's such a monumental movie. And It's been like a play that's always been like within like our history too. So like even having back in the day, like Loretta Devine and Cheryl Lee Ralph um, in it originally, and then having Beyonce and Jennifer Hudson, who is a powerhouse doing the movie is amazing with Jamie Foxx and Eddie Murphy. Like, oh my gosh, just amazing. Like powerhouses, all of them. So would that be something you would want to do is like if they said, okay, Autumn, we are about to take this show on the road on Broadway. Absolutely. Yeah, I would. And that's so funny that you said that because one of my biggest goals actually is to be like a leading lady on Broadway at some point. And so if it was for Dreamgirls specifically, like I'm all in, like (laughs) I am there, I'm doing it. (laughs) What's another one that you would want to like try out for or be offered the role? Yeah. So another one of my favorites is Hairspray. Um, that one came out around the same time. I know there was an older one, like back in the eighties or Mm nineties, but definitely try out for that one too. Okay. And so I read your biography, of course, and you've been singing like your whole entire life, basically. So when did you know, or when did someone tell you, like, you really have something here and this is maybe something you should do professionally? Yeah, so um, actually, when I was living in Italy, the military, um, and I was in choir, I joined choir for the first time, and it was like fourth grade, and I remember getting my first solo, and it was Joyful Joyful from Sister Act, and I got the opening solo, mm-hmm. and I remember being so nervous, like, my first time walking up to the stage, I was jittery, like, I was like, okay, this is going to go one of two ways, either going good or bad, so I do the solo and I just get like the biggest round of applause. Like you couldn't even hear the opening of like the verse, right? So afterwards, when, when we got done with the performance, um, the general came up to me and gave me the coin of excellence. And my dad and my mom were like, that's a big deal. Like you should really think about pursuing this seriously. I mean, they always knew cause I would always like come and sing, mm-hmm. but it, I think it was that solo for sure that solidified it for me. 
Yo, that's dope. And then yeah. to receive like, what is, you said the coin of excellence? Yes, yeah, from the general. So mm -hmm. did you even like realize how big of a moment that was or you were just, cause you were young. Yeah, I was young. I think that I only did after my parents were like, oh my gosh. Cause you know, like, like you said, being young, like you don't really pay attention to that. So, but after like now looking back, I'm like, wow, like I really did that. Like that was so cool. <laughs> no, I thought that was like super dope to read. Cause like not everybody gets such an honor to receive something like that. And then to receive that at such a young age too, is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and during that time, cause you've done like, you know, the choirs, you were in a acapella group and different things like that. So what do you remember about that time or what like advice did you receive during that time that really has helped you today? Um, because I had so many different choir directors, all of which helped me in a specific lane. Like, for example, like my, my middle school director really helped me with my technique and like the operatic side of things. And then um, I moved again. So same like middle school director, but a different one. He just really like allowed me to express myself and be creative and and do all the things like try out for all the solos, regardless of the um you know, like the genre. And then when I got to high school, I had um, my music teacher. She was very much about the professional aspect of it and like like how to perform on stage and stage presence. So I think all three of them really had a um, like a special hand in that and like teaching me the different ways to just, just express yourself and be creative. And I think that that really um, aided me, especially now. Like, it's just so cool to think back to and had, have had the encouragement from all of them because I feel mm -hmm. like music in schools nowadays, especially, is not very much focused on. So I'm just grateful to have had their, their help. No, but that's good that you had that experience because, like you said, like music is kind of put on the back burner when it comes to like education wise. You don't really get it. Like the funding is not there unless you go to an actual like performance, uh, performance art school. Yes. Then you kind of get to tap into those different aspects of entertainment. But yeah, for us, yeah. like I even remember in high school, like we had like a really good um, jazz band. Mm -hmm. But again, it was like a struggle for my teacher to like get us certain things or like she wanted us to take us out like to do this competition and stuff. But right. it was always like a struggle for her to like get those things together. Yeah, totally. I totally understand that. And I, I definitely want to be an advocate for that in the future. You know, I just feel like, like you said, it's put on the back burner. And I feel like for a lot of kids, it's a it's an outlet and it needs to be fostered, especially at an early age, because that's what helped me. So no, true. And then with you be being able to perform um, like at in those different choirs and at school and stuff like that, um, do you see yourself maybe getting into acting? as well yeah absolutely um kind of going back to like the whole broadway thing like i love the aspect of like performing live and doing live shows um probably i'd want to tap into movies and stuff like that eventually but i definitely want to do like the live thing i, I want to be an egot so like i want to get the mm -hmm. emmy the grammy the oscar and the tony you know <laughs> so um yeah that would include doing motion pictures and live broadway stuff i guess like plays so, yeah. So what kind of role would you envision yourself playing when it comes to motion pictures? Because we oh. know Broadway, we know what you want, you yeah. know. Yeah. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I don't know, probably like 
have you seen Obsessed with Beyonce in it? And yeah. it just, yeah, probably like that role. I love everything Beyonce. So it's like, it's, it's hard. Everything is like Beyonce, Beyonce. But probably like her role, like stepping out of my comfort zone with that kind of thriller, but still, like, you know, like it was still compelling to watch. Mm-hmm. So. Probably something like that. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but. Yeah. No, but I think it's fun playing those crazy roles where you get to just lash out and like, you know, kind of attack someone. Yes, exactly. Like, I've never done that before. So why not? Why not try? It? You know, it's true. And you never know what may come around. Like, you know, someone may reach out to you and they may have like mm-hmm. that role waiting for you because they do. They always do those types of movies every every now and then. So. Right. That would yeah. be that would be super dope. And then another thing too, because you you are a solo artist, but you've done a lot of things like with the choir, the acapella groups or whatever. Have you ever like been in a girl group before or you've always been solo? Um, that's a funny story, actually. So I've never officially been in a girl group, but um I did have an opportunity for X Factor about mm-hmm. two or three years ago to join a girl group, like a Latin girl group. Obviously, mm-hmm. I didn't make it. They didn't pick me for it, which looking back, you know, everything happens for a reason, but I was this close. I I was going to hop on a plane to London and do the show and be in this group. And um, yeah, it just, it didn't work out that way for me. But like I said, everything goes the way it's supposed to go. So no, definitely. So that maybe just solidifies that you are doing the right thing on your path as a solo artist. So, right. but you never know what happens in the future or what could have happened during that experience. But yeah, yeah, I think it just reaffirms that you're on the right track. You're doing the right thing. Yes. Um, because now you're signed to Azuded, right? Yeah. So how did that come together? Um, yeah, so I signed to them back in July of 2020. I had just graduated from high school. And I was kind of in like, a, do I go to college and like be there full time, going to class and everything? Or do I pursue this opportunity like, to be honest with you, they had been reaching out to me for like months, but um, you know, I was still in high school. I was still trying to focus on finishing school. So I was like, all right, like it can't hurt. I had already had some previous opportunities that fell through. So I was like, okay, cool. Next thing you know, I'm on a FaceTime or like a Zoom with DDG and Dimitri wow. and um, I think Eric was on there too, who's a uh, legal partner. But um, <laughs> Yeah, and then they wanted to move forward like so quick. Like I was like, oh my gosh. And then next thing you know, I was in LA and I recorded my first single, Unbothered. So wow. And did they discover you? Because your social media is mm-hmm. crazy. You're always singing down the place, singing covers and stuff. So is that how they found you or connected with you? Yeah. So um Dimitri, who's my manager, he uh told me that they found me just through like a cover that had went viral. I think it it might have been my Halo cover or a Keisha Cole Love. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's I, I remember that's how they, they found me was through that. So that is so dope. So because you've been able to organically grow your social media, like your numbers are crazy. Like Instagram, you're over like ninety-eight K. TikTok, you just celebrated over like 500K, like yeah, consistently growing. So mm-hmm. for an artist who maybe is just starting out and they want to get to where you are, what advice can you give to them to grow their social media? Um, first and foremost, I would say to be patient um, because if you're anything like me, you want everything to happen quickly and you just like can't let things flow and go slow. So that would be my number one tip. My next two would just be to be true to yourself. 
do what you love and people will love you for it and to be consistent because consistency, especially in today's algorithms is mm -hmm. so important. And that's something that I struggle with too, because as an artist, you know, we get like writer's block or we're not feeling inspired. So like we're not motivated to make new content, but it really just is about just doing it and putting it out there. And that's something I still learn every day. So. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask like, what do you, know like what to share and then what do you feel like you need to keep for yourself like how do you make that decision yeah honestly i found that with my myself specifically um it's always the content that i'm unsure about that hits so it's mm -hmm. like it's so opposite for me and then the content that i'm like oh that's gonna hit for sure like it does good but it doesn't do as well so i think just believing in what you post and do everything with intention like regardless of if it hits or not like you probably did it to the best of your abilities and you did it in your own way. So it deserves like shown, you know, that's definitely, <laughs> no, that does work. I think it's too, like just knowing yourself, who you are too, that yeah. helps. Yeah. Um, and I know for me, sometimes like social media can be overwhelming, um, always having to keep up with everything. So what do you do to make sure you, you're not going crazy? <sighs> Honestly, I mean, I kind of, I'm, uh, I can't really say that. I feel like I'm pretty picky about who I follow okay. and like who I like talk with and have conversations with. Obviously, I respond to people in my DMs, you know, like fans and stuff, but um, it's really hard, especially, you know, like as women in this society, like all of the, the standards and things that we need to be fitting into, like it's definitely hard. So sometimes I just need to turn my phone off because I know that I can't like just deactivate my account. That, mm -hmm. that wouldn't be you know, good, but I just have to set it aside sometimes. And that does the trick normally. So I got to try and practice that. It's so hard to just turn the phone off and put it to the side because I want to check something. I want to check my email. <laughs> I want to check social media, see what's happening. Yes. Did I get any text messages? Yes. <laughs> Girl, me too. It's so like, it's ridiculous how much like we're like, it's an addiction. Like, I don't my hand is always wanting to reach for my phone, but I found that like when I'm when I'm off my phone and I'm present, like I've just tried. I'm I'm focusing so much on being present and wherever I am because I always travel, so it's so hard to enjoy the moment. I feel like my phone takes that away from me, so you know, just doing my best with that. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, it is it is a challenge, but yeah, I think I am gonna try that to just be in the moment. So like I'm not trying to record every little thing and just. Be right. Present, enjoy. Yes. I see how that goes. Hopefully it's not. <laughs> yes. Let me know. Let me know how that goes, girl. <laughs> me too. Okay, so I want to get into the music because you have your single out now, uh, Soundproof. Yes. Which is a dope song. So let us know all the things like who produced the song, how did it come together in the studio? Mm -hmm. So um I recorded that actually about a year and a half ago, or yeah, like a year-ish, whatever, um, about that time frame. And I just remember going to the studio with my, um, one of my favorite engineers, his name is Julian. Um, and we were going back and forth on beats. I take forever to pick a beat that I like. And then I stumbled across the soundproof beat um, and the producer, his name is Neo Kid. he's so dope. And I remember Julian telling me like, oh, someone already recorded over it. If you want the beat, you gotta like act fast. And I was like, Oh, period. So I let Dimitri know. 
And he was like, okay, cool. Once he heard the song, he was like, oh my gosh, it's so good. And I just remember it was such a proud moment for me because I wrote it entirely by myself. And I oh, arranged cool. it. Yeah. And I just felt like I had reached a new point in my songwriting specifically that I was like, okay, this is relatable. This is going to hit. You know, the girls are going to go crazy. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how that came about. And then we shot the video about four or five months ago. Okay. So, yeah. And the inspiration behind the video actually was Rocket by Beyonce. <laughs> so, I mean, just everything Beyonce. Yeah. Girl, I need, I'm waiting now to see online, of course, on social media, the day that you meet Beyonce. Oh, my God. Stop. I can't think. Ah, like, gonna... what would you do? <laughs> Honestly, like, my professional self tells me, like, okay, girl, you got to stay cool. She's just a colleague. Like, you know, we're all, like, of course, she has her accomplishments and things that she's done, and she's amazing. But, like, you just got to pretend like you're on the same level. You know what I mean? So, I feel like I would keep it together, but I would probably cry as soon <laughs> as I left. Like, I love her so much. <laughs> Have you met anybody, like, around her, her team or anything? Um, I've actually, um, Hallie, Hallie Bailey, um, cause you know, she's dating DDG. So she's around a lot and she is mm -hmm. the sweetest person like you'll ever meet. Um, but other than that, no, nobody like in her camp, I have seen her perform live. So that's the closest I got to that. <laughs> I always say I'm one person away from Beyonce. So one, and it was like one trip too. It was so crazy. I yeah. went to the Essence Fest in 2019. Yeah. And I was at the airport. And so I'm from Montreal, Canada. So traveling there takes a while. So, yeah, and yeah. I was up all night too, because it was like a whole big thing. So I was at the airport in Dallas, Texas. Oh and God. I'm like, okay, let me just take like a quick power nap. So I was like, had all my stuff because I was traveling by myself and I had my eyes closed. But you know when you can feel someone staring at you? Yes, girl. All yeah, so I was like, who is, like, someone's looking at me. So I opened my eyes and I see this man just staring at me while he's like taking off his bag. And I'm like, he looks so familiar. But mm -hmm. because I was kind of like out of it, I wasn't sure. And then I look next and I see like honey blonde hair. And I was like, oh, that's Richard Lawson. That's oh, Mama Tina. Stop it. They oh, were my... on my flight to go no, to the they... Fest. Oh, my God. I would flip. The... I would flip out like so fast. That's crazy, girl. That's crazy. Insane. So I obviously I reached for my phone and I'm texting my friends like, oh, my gosh, Tina Lawson's in the airport. She's going to be on my flight. She's sitting down. But I'm like the type of person where I never approach celebrities. Right. I always feel like, you know, they're traveling. It's their own time. You know, leave them alone or whatever. But eventually, like, obviously, people recognize her. So they were going up to her to talk to her. But I just left it alone. Right. Damn. But looking back, I'm like, I should have said something. But yeah, I didn't. And then when I was at Essence Fest, um, I got to be backstage so I was sitting down because I was like walking all day. My feet were hurting me. And guess who sat down next to me? Who? Her? Latoya Luckett. <gasps> oh, my God. You're, you're, <laughs> oh, my God. What? That's the universe. I'm telling you. Right? So <laughs> yes. I'm almost like I am one person away from meeting Beyonce. 
period. And those are, the, wow, that's crazy. Latoya Luckett. Okay, period. I love it. Right? And I love LaToya, but again, I was just like, oh my God, I'm texting my friend. I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> She's there with all her friends and all that stuff, but it was super dope just to be in their presence. Yeah. So yeah. In the vicinity. Next, <laughs> next up, it's, it's Beyonce. Yes. Oh my God. If I ever meet her, I'll be like, check out Autumn Corinne. Oh, you were real one for that. Thank you. I got you, girl. I got you. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so, yeah, so Soundproof uh, video inspired by Rocket by Beyonce. We could definitely check that out on YouTube and stream the song on all streaming platforms. So I want to know, too, like after that, because you have the acoustic version that's out, too, right? I do. Yeah, I just released that on YouTube. So, yeah. yeah, So we got to check that out. Is there like an EP that's coming with that single that will be on it? Like what's what's Um going on? Yeah, so there is an EP coming um, for winter, specifically like the seasons, because my name is Autumn. I'm going to do an EP for every season. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so winter will be coming out. I don't want to tell you the exact date yet. I want to leave some suspicion. But um, yeah, that's coming out real soon. And um, yeah, like I said, all the rest of them will kind of be in line with the the seasons, like when the new season starts. So okay. Mm-hmm. I love that. So it's going to be kind of like, um, like different, I guess, different chapters. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. If you want to okay. think about that, that's a good way to put it actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. So we're definitely going to look out for that. We don't have any dates yet, but at least we know winter it's, it's on its way slowly. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So we'll look out for that. And then each season we'll have a new EP from you, which is pretty dope. I really like that. And then the last one in autumn, of course. So that is super dope. I also read um, that you are at Berkeley. Yes. Yeah. I attend um, Berkeley College of Music in in Boston, but I do online. So yeah, it's um, it's pretty lit. Actually, I'm in touring 101 right now, which is a really cool class. But I've been going online since like for about a year now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm like a third of the way through my degree. And cool. what made you decide to continue on? Because some people, they get signed or, you know, their um, career starts going and they kind of just put school on the back burner. But what made you decide to keep going while doing your career? Um, I think that from a very young age, my parents instilled in me, like, education is still important, um, you know, and, I, and I've and i always wanted to make sure that I always had my own back, like, regardless of if I had management or not, like, I know what's going on, like, I'm not the dumb one in the room, like, you're not gonna, I'm not gonna sign a contract unknowingly, like, you know, like, I want to be aware of all those things, especially in this industry, because it's very cutthroat, and for women, you know, we can get sucked in, and... Um, taken advantage of. So I don't want to be that person. No, I think that's super smart. Because like you said, with women too, sometimes people might just automatically assume exactly. we don't know what's happening. Um, but I think it's also very important to know what is going on besides just um, making the music to know the business side as well. So you don't get like screwed over or anything like that. So that's dope. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. I like that you're learning like the different things, the touring too, because eventually when you're you're starting your tour, mm-hmm. you're familiar with like what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's super fun. I'm I'm so excited. And you know, once I have my degree, I'll just be able to flex that. Like, yeah, like I'm a musician, but I also have a degree. 
So <laughs> definitely, but you never know what that could lead to eventually, like right. years to come to helping other artists as well and giving that education at music. So I think that's dope yeah. that um, you enrolled and that you're sticking to it and you're doing the different courses. So Thank congratulations you. to you on that one. Um, another thing that I saw on your website, you have um, an army. Yes. So <laughs> I do. How, how can people join the army? What is this army? Let us know. Girl, honestly, it's really corny, the meaning behind it. Like I said, my, my dad was in the military, so I was kind of an army brat for, you know, for the most part. I'm from New York, but I've lived in a whole bunch of different places. Um, and, you know, I was kind of, I was trying to cultivate like a fan name for myself. I was like, hmm, like what makes sense? And then I was like, oh my gosh, Autumn's Army, like, duh. So that kind of came about like a year ago or so. Um, okay. Yeah, and I just kind of call them my army because, like, you know, we're all united. I know they ride for me no matter what, which is so cool. Like, that that's just insane. Um, and, yeah, if you want to be a part of the army, all you got to do is subscribe to my YouTube channel, follow me, keep up with me, you know, subscribe to my email list. It's super easy. All right, so everybody can join the army. That. Follow, follow her on social media, on YouTube. Support her any way that you can because every little bit does help. Absolutely. Yes. Definitely. So now I do want to play some R&B trivia. Awesome. I'm ready. So I'm going to ask you six questions. And I made this a 90s diva edition because I know that you're into some 90s divas. Yes, I am. Oh, my gosh. I suck at quizzes. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be it's going to be good. Okay. Going to be good. Okay. okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay, so question one. Uh-huh. This songbird supreme studied cosmetology in New York. She only did 500 hours before dropping out and becoming one of the world's top recording artists. Is it Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Janet Jackson, or Mary J. Blige? Uh... Uh, was it Janet Jackson? <gasps> no. Okay, wait. Do I get to guess again or do I? Yeah, get, you get one more guess and just think New York. Mariah Carey. Yes. Mariah Carey. Yes. Period. Yes. Okay, period. <laughs> it is Mariah Carey. Okay, question two. According to Aaliyah, her love is. Gosh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay. According to Aaliyah, mm-hmm. her love is one in a million. It goes on and on and on. Yes. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. I love it. All right. Third question. In what song does Beyonce sing? It's the way you wear your emotions on both of your sleeves to the face you make when I tell you that I have to leave. Um, uh, ooh, I get this one wrong. Oh my gosh. Is it, uh, can you tell me like the album? (laughs) The, The latest album. Oh. Is it um, Plastic Off the Sofa? Yes. Oh, duh. Okay. Okay. Yes. 
girl, you had to get that one right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, wait a second. I was second guessing myself. <laughs> okay, don't be nervous. You you got you got this. Okay. Um. Okay, this one might be a little tricky. Okay. I will admit. Okay. Okay. So the line "Love should have brought you home" is a famous line said by Halle Berry from the '90s hit film Boomerang, but an R&B diva recorded this song with that same line. Is it Brandy, Faith Evans, Tony Braxton, or Shante Moore? Oh, uh, I want to say Tony. That is correct. Oh my gosh! Yes, go <laughs> me! Yay! <laughs> that is correct. You got that one. Yeah. Okay, question five. Mm -hmm. What does SWV stand for? Sisters with Voices. Bam. Look at Period. that. Oh my gosh, I have to thank my mom for that one. She taught me that. <laughs> thank you, Ashley. Shout out to moms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, final question. Mm -hmm. Which movie was Janet Jackson a part of? Was it Poetic Justice? Set it off, waiting to exhale, or best man? Poetic justice. That is correct. Oh, thank God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my heart is, like, racing right now. Oh, my God. So, not bad. You got five out of six. So. What is that? Like a 90%? Yeah. <laughs> you know your R&B, so you're good. Cool. So, thank you for playing R&B trivia with me. Yeah, thank you. It wasn't so bad. No, it wasn't. Also, let the people know, um, before I let you go, what's mm -hmm. going on with Autumn Corinne. Where can we follow you? What do we need to do to support you? Yes. So, like I said, my EP is coming out um, sometime in December. So, be on the lookout for that and all the rest of them, with the seasons, corresponding seasons. You can follow me on all social media platforms at official Autumn Corinne or Autumn Corinne. Um, you can just search my name. And all streaming platforms is just Autumn Corinne. So, you know, if you just just listen to my songs, and that's that's enough. That's that's good. That's all I need. <laughs> well. I can't wait. And like I said, um, Soundproof is such a dope song. The thank beat you. is dope. So thank you for taking your time choosing the beat because it's super, super dope. And thank congratulations you. to you on everything that you have going on. And I can't wait for the EP as well. Thank you so much. Of oh my course. Yes. Thank you for taking your time out again to speak with me. I really do appreciate this. You too. I, I am. It's an honor to, you know, have spoken with you and done it. So thanks for giving me the opportunity. Of course, of course. And I'm looking forward to all of the things we're manifesting. So, you know, the Broadway play, you know, in your version of Obsessed, you meeting Beyonce. Yes. Grammys. Tony. Grammys, Tony's. Oh, yeah. EGOT. We can't forget EGOT. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get that EGOT. So. That's we're going to be keeping up with all the things, but thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. And to everybody that's listening and watching, thank you so much. My name is Lorena. You can follow me on Instagram at Lorena.xo. This is the Total Army Podcast. We are a bi-weekly podcast, so I will be back in two weeks with a new interview. Thanks.